You're listening to a sermon from St. John's Anglican in Cranbourne. To find out more about us, head to cranbourneanglican.org.au. Jimmy did ask me whether I would like to be introduced. And he said, are you well known? I'm very well known. I'm, I'm the roadside assistance vicar. Uh, you know, like if you're a member of RACV and you break down, you have a problem, you... They send somebody round in a little yellow truck. <laughs> I'm the little yellow truck vicar. <laughs> well, I don't come here too often because Sam and Jimmy have got everything sorted, but occasionally um, some assistance needed, so here I am. And I trust that uh, Sam's having, Sam and Hannah are having a great holiday. Right. That's what I want to know as well. (laughs) Put it to you. Yes, breaking news. News from Soko. There's the uh, commander being interviewed. Saul leads Israel to victory. That's the headline in the Benjamin banner. Jesse's boy kills Philistine. That's the headline in the Bethlehem News. And uh, the headline in the Gath Gazette is disaster. (laughs) Now, I guess we're familiar with getting our news from different sources. And we're aware that whatever we read depends on the perspectives, beliefs and values of the person writing the story. So here's my take on this story. David is the Lord's anointed and he's an annoying kid. (laughs) David is the youngest of eight brothers, his three elder brothers, Eliab, Abinadab and Shammah, who were passed over when Samuel came to visit, are serving with with Saul's army. At home, David tends the sheep and now he carries provisions to his brothers on the front line. He can't wait to see the battle and leaves his provisions with the baggage keeper so he can see what's going on. When Goliath parades in front of the demoralized Israelites, David is full of questions and patriotic enthusiasm. And that's irritating. I mean, he's a bit of a goodie as well. Like he does what his dad tells him, and that's, that's annoying. What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? And his big brother Eliab is really annoyed. Why have you come down? With whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know the presumption and the evil of your heart. You've just come down to see the battle. And David responds like a typical kid brother. What have I done now? It was only a question. And like any kid brother, he ignores the rebuke and finds somebody more cooperative to talk to. 
but David is the Lord's anointed. This kid's got something about him. David's words are reported to Saul and he's brought before the king commander. Saul sees that he's only a boy and tells him, not unsympathetically, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you're just a boy and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David tells him how he's protected his father's flock from wild animals and in the end, Saul is persuaded. David takes his staff chooses five smooth stones from the creek, puts them in his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, makes his way through the Israelite lines to confront Goliath. Goliath sees that he's only a boy and despises him. Am I a dog that you come up with, with sticks? I mean, you thought that sledging started with the Australian cricket team. I've got news for you. It was a big part of warfare in the ancient Near East. Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the wild animals of the field. David is only a kid. But at each put down he receives, David responds that the battle is the Lord's. David tells Saul, the Lord who saved me from the poor of the lion and from the poor of the bear will save me from the hand of this Philistine. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David tells Goliath, you come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This very day, God will deliver you into my hand. And that's what happened. When the Philistine drew nearer to meet David, David going quickly toward the, toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hands in his bag, took out a stone, slung it, and it struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone stank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. Now, we look forward from this story to Jesus, who was the son of David. But it's also valuable to look back to the stories of other heroes who delivered Israel. Do you remember Joseph, Jacob's favorite son, and another annoying kid? Another annoying kid with lots of elder brothers, but the Lord was with Joseph. And despite abduction and imprisonment, he ended up delivering Israel's family too. Like David, like Joseph, David had character. He wasn't bragging when he volunteered to take on Goliath. He shows courage in the way that he defended his father's flock. He shows discipline and obedience in carrying out the chores that his father gave him, although that probably irritated his brothers. He takes God at his word, that he is Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. And as we learn at the climax of the story, and as Goliath learns too late, David can use a sling to deadly effect. Character is important in Christian leadership. Courage, discipline, obedience in doing what you're told. And faith, relying on what God has said. Now, we're all human. Uh, there are 
The Old Testament is full of people who are only too human. In this story, David is an enthusiastic and irritating kid. Maybe you are a young person who hasn't learned to curb your enthusiasm in a way that some others think is appropriate. Usually are members of your own family. <laughs> or maybe you know somebody like that because <laughs> they're a member of your family too. Maybe you're a daggy dad and your kids tell you, Dad, you're embarrassing. <laughs> maybe you're a soft-hearted grandma. No, no, you're a softy and everybody knows it. Well, all these characteristics are kind of endearing, but they are their weak points as well. And it's good to know our weak points and our limitations, but not to be overwhelmed by them. Paul tells Timothy, For this reason I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you. God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Power, love, self-discipline. These were the gifts that David displayed as his best. They're God's gifts that we share, we share through God's spirit. Limitations are not good in themselves. It's better to have good health rather than poor health. It's better to be well-educated than to be poorly educated. It's better to have a loving, supportive family than belong to a dysfunctional family. Well, I guess most people's families are dysfunctional to some degree. We don't have everything all the time. We all have limitations. And some personal weaknesses, if left unchecked, can undermine the work of God's Spirit and limit our usefulness for ministry. But ultimately, God isn't limited by our limitations, whether they're personal limitations or limitations of circumstance. Because they're our limitations, they're not God's limitations. In them, God's wisdom and power are displayed. As the Lord told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. Power is made perfect in weakness when Joseph is summoned from prison, interprets Pharaoh's dream, and he's made chief minister of Egypt. Power is made perfect in weakness when David, the irritating kid, armed with a sling, defeats Goliath, the Philistine champion. Power is made perfect in Jesus, born of Mary and laid in a manger, yet son of David and son of God. Ultimately, power is made perfect in weakness in the cross and resurrection, because that's the way God works. So that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not save by sword and spear. But the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. David's unlikely victory was a sign of God's power to Israel and the nations. The same is true for all who trust in Christ and have God's spirit. God is at work in you, each of you, Despite your weakness and your limitations, God is at work in me despite mine. That is a sign to the world and to the church. The story of David and Goliath is a challenge to our beliefs, our values, 
and our commitment. What do you believe about God? Who do you trust for your safety and well-being? Things internationally and nationally are looking good at the moment. Is your trust in God operational? <laughs> is it an operational value or is it a comforting ideology? <laughs> is it something that we're prepared to act on? So what headline would you give to the story of David and Goliath? Moving beyond David and Goliath to us, when the story of St. John's is written, what do you want the title to be? What do you want the headline to be over your life story? What are the gifts that God has given you for building God's kingdom? Gifts that shine out beyond your weaknesses and limitations. Just think about that for a moment. Let's just close our eyes for a moment and think, what has God given me? Talk to God about whatever comes to mind. Is there anything that God is calling you to? How can you work with God to make that happen? Amen.